Welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. One of the hallmarks of an established sector or an industry is a presence of a regulator, especially if it's one that is dealing with technology. You can see that in India with the telecommunications sector where you have the TRAI and the TDSAT which are both playing the role of a regulator and an adjudicator in the sector. Given that many of the startups are about to take off in the space sector in India, one of the interesting proposals has come up with the Takshashila institution placing a space policy draft which places the creation of a space regulatory authority of India in SRAI along the lines of a TRAI and in STSAT a space dispute settlement tribunal on the lines of TDSAT as a part of the overhauling of the space policy efforts in India if any of you have read the space bill that was drafted by the department of space it did not mention anything about creating an independent regulator that can comprehensively look at several different aspects of the entire value chain and come up with regulations that are specific to each of these activities in this episode of the new space india podcast i talked to utkarsh who is one of the lead authors of the new space policy proposal by the takshashila institution on the institution level changes as well as the primary aspects of the space policy changes that need to occur in india for the launch vehicle and the satellite startups to be successful alongside the other downstream startups in india Karsh, uh, welcome to this episode of the New Space India podcast. Uh, you know, great having you here as a guest. Thank you so much. Thank. It's my pleasure. I have uh, known you, you know, in the recent uh, past with uh, Takshashila's uh, work into getting into the new space uh, policy. You know, give us a little bit of uh, your own background and uh, you know what got you into reviewing uh, space policy in India. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I actually grew up in a very science-based family. everybody in my family as is is a science person or is an engineer so i was very interested in in math and science and i pursued engineering at it roorkee after that so at college also i did fair bit of technical stuff formula student not space related but always grew up on space related things like star wars star trek like as most of us interstellar gravity and these sorts of things then i worked in financial risk management for 2 years but eventually i shifted to policy and here i was told that this is actually kind of serendipitous and not my plan i was told to look into this i was i felt very interested and that's how we started doing this so you you know come from a background of uh, having to have a very fresh look at uh, space because you know it's like some of us uh, we've been trying to look at this for you know so many years now that you get blinded i guess uh, by a few things so you know what was your first reading when you looked at uh, the space policy landscape in india and you know w- what did you feel like firstly first things first i think all of us are aware that isro has been doing great work for some time and we have been fed with this and probably rightly so because they have been doing some incredible stuff and fairly thrifty organization but when i started looking into this what we felt collectively as well as individually is that we do not have the spacex and the blue origins of the world and if not these organizations we not nearly enough close to that in spite of being a very very old space program per se right so we realized that there's something which is wrong and something which is not going according to plan here also we kind of knew considering india's path and india's history that there was a lot of government involvement 
where probably a private space could actually act. Although uh, private participation in space has been less for some time because of the nature of the business, but still I think we were not up there as we should have been considering that we were amongst the initial nations to have joined the space race or space organization is like 50 years old if I'm not wrong. So it was something, some dissonance there that we wanted to solve for. So what was your uh, starting point of learning uh, about all the space policy landscape and so on? Because this is an interesting, uh, you know, perspective because uh, I get a lot of people who ask me, you know, we are interested in uh, space policy and law, you know, how do we get into it, uh, especially from an Indian context? So I think we started with the idea that, that ISRO seems to be the be all and end all of space related activities in India. Then we started talking to people, uh, to you and to, to a lot of wonderful people in the new space community that you created. So we figured out there are people who are actually coming forward and doing and building products and are wishing to go directly into space and are not merely limited to being suppliers to ISRO. Oh, that has been the case for a very long time. Over the past 10 years only, I think we have seen a significant number of startups coming up and you know doing wonderful things, participating in competitions abroad and in India. I think this started with the Google Lunar X Prize team in us. Recently, I was listening to, to the guys at Pixel who went to the hyperspace competition. So we have a couple of people coming up and, and trying to get there. What we felt was, while talking to a lot of you, we felt that it's still because it's, it's a very small community and we have limited number of people. All the decisions and all the activities that are happening are happening on a case by case basis. There's no institutional setup to probably say, this is how we do things and this is how we enable people to do things. And this is how you build up your company from a startup to a mid-level company to a corporation. This is how we'll enable and help you get there. This is something which we felt was missing. Did you have a look at uh, the draft policy SRO had uh, released on, uh, you know, what they call as the draft space uh, bill? Correct, correct. Yeah, so, so we went through it. So what we could figure out in that was probably everything was a very government-focused thing. And there was not specified distinction between what kinds of activities you do and what kinds of regulation and government intervention and governance mechanisms will be there. It was a very broad based one size fits all, all framework where we'll say, we'll, we'll just regulate you no matter what are the financial, what are the safety and what are the operational risk involves involved among amongst other things. We'll not take a, a nuanced approach where we take tell you that Okay, so you have these, these, these things. These are fairly safe and you should be able to do this. No, we'll just regulate everything. That is, that is what we think while talking to a lot of people in the industry also, we could figure out that it's very broad based and very non-nuanced kind of a framework. So that's what we tried to solve for when we wrote this out. Okay, and um, what is interesting in this process is, uh, you know, how do you talk to the stakeholders, right? And for your uh, draft that you've come up with, uh, you know, the Takshashila space policy proposal, the new space policy 2020 document, can you throw a little bit of an insight into how, you know, you talk to the stakeholders uh, and then, you know, who were the stakeholders and what was the process of talking to them and collating all the information? Some major stakeholders were people like you and people in the community who were entrepreneurs who were actually facing problems in going to the government and were actually there's lots lots of uncertainties and blind spots which people didn't know because a lot of these things were happening for the first time so these were the things that people were facing 
then we talk to a lot of people in academia and people in the think tank space where we think people had been researching and saying that institutionally the mechanisms that we have are not conducive to the growth of the private sector because we have one single organization which is doing everything from research to building building launch vehicles to building satellites to being a regulator to being a license provider to being a compliance agency so it's just a lot of concentration we even then we don't know who to go to in, inside the organization and how that person will react so that was something which we wanted to solve for so while talking to it it was pretty clear to us as from the industry as well as the academia side that we needed to separate out the research and implementation part of it from the regulation and the governance part of it which the agency which provides licenses and registration for the private sector players so that was one of the fundamental learnings that we got from it and how was the approach to you know setting up the draft itself was it a team of uh, people like takshashila writing this out and different sections of it or so as as you know we actually called a space policy conclave where we saw participation from many people in the industry as well as in the academia as, and and in the space law and space policy sector and then we we called some people out of them who were interested in to have more detailed discussions on every part of it and then we wrote it out and we reiterated and we came out with the policy draft document we are still actually looking for suggestions and see what what are the things that we can pinpoint and enhance in the right so can you throw a little bit of an insight into you know what is in the proposal you know the the whole you know structure of it and uh, and does it address everything that is out there to be addressed and how different is it from the isro draft and so on so as i said the fundamental problem was being in too much concentration of of power and responsibilities in one single organization which is the isro so right now what the structure looks like is uh, isro comes under the department of space with isro there are multiple government space organizations like the satellite center the national remote sensing center all of these research slash service delivery organizations come under the department of space which directly comes under the prime minister's office right the chairman of isro is actually also the de facto secretary of the department of space and is also the chairman of the space commission which is supposed to be the policy making body of the space sector in india so it's it's all isro at some level what we propose is something like something of a decoupling of the policy the regulatory and the service delivery roles of the indian space research organizations so what we are saying is we need to clear the decks out of isro as well as the private players so that both of these can actually leverage each their strengths so uh, there'll be an isro whose core competency and whose core job would be the research on frontier technologies as well as building and executing missions of national importance and we propose this there needs to be an independent space regulatory authority of india which should be responsible for setting standards and best practices amongst various parts of the value chain of the space sector which is responsible for registering and licensing space activities for compliance and monitoring of these activities because india is a part of the international regime and is a signatory of the outer space treaty so we need some level of compliance and monitoring as well as well as liaising internationally we can probably talk about this in more detail later satellite communications requires liaising and uh, talking with international telecommunications union and various international organizations to to book orbital slots and frequencies so these are the things that we need a government body to do and 
facilitated for the private players in india so an independent autonomous regulatory authority is actually a first recommendation for the policy proposal the second thing that we we plan to and we propose is an independent space dispute settlement appellate tribunal which would essentially be responsible for adjudicating disputes and settling appeals against the regulatory authority so it will be the first line of appeal against any action taken by by the regulatory authority so it will resolve disputes between the licensors and the consumers and yeah any decisions which the regulatory authority or space regulatory authority of india takes could be challenged in the dispute settlement appellate tribunal right i guess you know the inspiration to this is uh, more the telecom sector where you have the trai and uh, uh, tdsat correct 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 so that's that's one of the areas that we have deregulated well and although there are they continue to be issues like the one recently we triaged for debts debt for from a couple of companies but we still think that's an important and interesting model and it's one of the areas that we have done well uh, when we compare it from the pre 1991 to to the era that we have today are there any other sectors uh, you know which uh, work on the same uh, you know level where they have a regulator and a tribunal you know separate out which has a very core technology aspect to the industry so there are independent regulators in the financial domain but in the technology domain i don't i i don't think so right i guess you know that's the challenge in this process as well right so how do you appraise uh, you know a government where uh, uh, such a setup can be changed and uh, you know overhauled to a new setup correct correct it's it's, it's a significantly big change i think uh, but i think the positive part of it is that we have seen the benefits of it happen in one particular sector and here which is space which is a highly technology based sector and there is some level of government involvement required because of the fact that we part of of the international treaties and international fora and india as a sovereign nation needs to follow them we definitely need a regime or a setup or a framework which we where we can actually leverage a private and the public sector to the best of their abilities right so when you uh, looked at uh, the formation of the srai as you said the space uh, regulatory authority of india you know what would uh, be its composition or you know what would be its purview of work uh, have you kind of uh, thought about that and you know uh, give some insights on that so as you said there'll be like four major functions of the srai one would be setting standards and the best prescribing best practices which different players in different parts of the value chain in, in the space sector can follow then it will also set certain guidelines according to which certain registrations and licensing of space objects and space assets would take place it will be responsible for monitoring and ensuring compliance whether these things that uh, the sra says are being followed or not and if not what are the penalties and what are the in terms of revoking of these term licenses and then it will be responsible for liaising internationally with uh, for with the telecommunications union and keeping the voice of indian players in the international forum so an sra would be responsible for the terms and conditions for what the safety terms and conditions the technical requirements the financial requirements uh the environmental safeguards that that a particular space activity say a launch provider needs to follow to execute it from indian soil 
uh, and what are the licenses that this provider needs to take so that it is able to provide compete in the market as well as provide launches to indian and international players it will be responsible for facilitating fair competition in the industry then talking about important issues like liability what are the clauses of liability what are the breaches of contract what are the uh, things that happen because a lot of financial risk is involved in launching launching a vehicle uh, uh, what is the insurance that they need to do what are the indemnification clauses uh, up to what point the government is able to protect them from certain mishappenings then laying out the minimum technical and safety standards which need to be followed i have already talked about the quality safety and the technology of uh, service then kind of measures to protect the interest of the consumers as well as protecting the interest of the businessmen and in the longer run give out certain templates on how to go about development of space is technology and other matters related to space technology in general when the composition of an sri is concerned so what we have talked about is it will have some uh, nine full time members some full time and some part time the part time members would be more than the more than the full time members so this works something like this so there is a non executive member and there is an executive member the uh, board shall be dominated by non executive members which can actually play the role of a principal vis-a-vis the management or the permanent members which will be the agent and, and which will be responsible for carrying out the targets set up by the entire board some kind of a checks and balances and and a target setting mechanism where in the authority has some targets it achieves those targets is accountable for them and the members have the ability to discretion to take decisions for the authority so when i talk about accountability things like for a regulatory authority what are the number of licenses given versus uh, what are the licenses denied the number of orders that were challenged challenged in the appellate tribunal the percentage appeals which were won, won by the regulatory authority so these are the kinds of metrics that a regulatory authority would be required to give so that they remain accountable to the system you mentioned that you talked to some of the stakeholders here including some of the new space companies and so on so did you also happen to you know talk to like uh, space investors in india who have invested you know these their their own capital into these space companies and you know what were their feedback if you did and uh, you know how how did they perceive this lack of regulator or a, you know dispute settler in the system so uh, not a lot of them uh, but from my general sense that we get was there needs to be there is a certain level of uncertainty in the system which actually inhibits them from investing in it because because there is no laid out or written statutory guidelines which say that these are the procedures and these are the ways in which things will be done and uh, things can be changed at any point in time according to the whims and fancies of certain individuals so that's the risk you have when you don't have institutional mechanisms that instead rely on individuals you can get wonderfully good human beings who can enable you to do things as well as the opposite can happen so this uncertainty is something i think which makes a lot of people inhibits their investments into the industry and uh, what about the entrepreneurs themselves so were they keen on uh, something like this you know pushing for a regulator and so on or were they saying you know we do we don't really care and uh, we just you know 
no policy is better than having a harsh policy so uh, it depends so different people in different uh, different parts of the value chain have different feedback so in general i think this is general consensus that we need a separate regulator uh, which is not isro and which can function independently i think there's a general consensus around that as far as uh, say something like satellite communication these are the things uh, transponder capacities is these are things where we have been lacking for some time and there is some consensus that because isro has been involved in it and they have not been allowed to run the show and allowed to participate in this game and we have been lacking as a country there so we require some kind of regulation and some kind of uh, governance mechanisms where where it becomes easy for the private players to enter so i could see that happening in the satellite communications stages and to some extent i think in the remote sensing part of it as well you know for somebody to look at uh, this draft and uh, you know to pick it up uh, to to really execute it who are the stakeholders so you know do you want to present this draft to i don't know like uh, the uh, parliamentary committee on science and technology or you know what is the expectation with the new space policy draft correct uh, so we actually want to present it to these as you said to the science and technology committee the parliamentary science committee as well as to to players in the ecosystem who are comparatively more green we, we would want to present it to the to antriksh as well as to nsil and take it as an industry effort so that people in the industry who who back it up and say that this is what we want and eventually when we come to this a bill can be drafted out of this policy which can actually be implemented so this is a broad outlook and framework that we think should happen in the industry with the backing of the industry players because they are some of the most important players and they want to do well and probably reach space as i said right the new space players and then we then we can take it forward uh, so first industry backing and then then we go to various organizations like like the parliamentary standing committee to different mps as well as uh, to niti aayog and other government think tanks and then we take it from there how accessible do you think all these uh, you know players are because uh, you know getting time from any of them and even getting access to any of them is uh, almost extremely difficult all the time uh, so you know do you have uh, any thoughts on that correct correct uh, so that's a thing that will always happen in the policy space in india so those who, those of us who work here work in this space fairly attuned to that to that fact having said that i have seen that if there are enough industry backers and if there are enough people who say that this is what we want and if they keep at it it we get time and we can actually drive change to give you an example if you see the drone space in india which was screwed over by the government for some time but eventually now we have a drone policy which is very progressive and people have gone there with consultations with wide consultations with the government and with the industry stakeholders we are actually getting there space as well i think because the industry is so so vibrant and so growing if we keep at it we 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 can reach there all of us are interested in getting this because all of our, our businesses would depend on this right yeah so do you get a sense of uh, timeline for all of this like uh, based on your experience would it be like i don't know 5 years 10 years 15 years Uh, what would given that you know we are also in the middle of all this covid uh, economic fallout and you know many other things 
just leaving apart the covid fallout right now because that's that's an unprecedented thing and it it requires a whole new level of calculation but i think there was some momentum in this space regime in india for some time because at the draft space bill whatever its quality be that as as it may it, there was some momentum and there was some thinking that we need to go in in a way where we can actually leverage the private space sector in india yeah, although that got shelved we could hear that there were people who were interested in this now that the covid uh, outbreak has happened and how things place is it's it's supremely unpredictable in my opinion because we have far more difficult problems to solve far more difficult and immediate problems to solve in the, in the near term yeah i mean that is also one thing that uh, you know came up i just saw that uh, you know jairam ramesh was the chairman of uh, the parliamentary committee that is overlooking also isro has made a statement saying you know uh, gaganyan should be postponed and uh, so i don't know if you know any kind of these reforms will also see a, a back foot uh, given with all the economic fallout in the other sectors which will be of course interesting to see it's a difficult question to answer to be honest i also saw the video to be honest i'm pretty happy that over the past couple of years or 10 years or so we have reached the stage that people are not asking questions like uh, why do we want to go to space if we cannot put food on the plates of the people at least we are not having those questions being asked we are more in this realm of large public capture of imagination from isro so i think that's a positive step and probably yeah if we if we have certain examples and certain players and we could have ridden that wave and we still can but yeah covid is a dampener what would be your uh, you know general sense of guidance to somebody who wants to get into this kind of space policy is uh, is it possible to build a career out of this in india or is it too early for it in the space sector or the space policy sector in the space policy sector specifically okay so that's 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 a difficult question but so right now what we try to achieve through this draft is a very broad outline of what the institutional structure uh, should look like but once we have an institutional structure there's a lot of scope in going into much more detail about what are the exact regulations or what are the exact governance mechanisms that an sri should have what are the exact functions that an sdsap should have so these are the building sub legislations these are the areas that we need a lot more research and deliberation and a lot more involvement in so this is one of the areas that i think there is scope for entry when it, when we talk about space policy the second part of it is i uh, i see from is from the space military and the space defense angle where india also has commissioned a def- defense space agency and there is a general sense in the world of looking at space as a new frontier and acknowledging it as a domain where we need to safeguard our interests so how that plays out and how which policies and how do we react to that geopolitically that is one area where i think policy professionals can look at so yeah those are the two areas and i think and the third probably practicing area where you have lawyers and space professionals coming in would be as more and more players come in we'll have more liability insurance mechanisms we'll have more business related outcomes and more contracts being built up more or indemnification clauses so i could i could see a lot of lawyers and policy professionals coming there an interesting uh, case here is to kind of put uh, the telecom sector against the space sector and see 
you know how it uh, matches up telecom sector of course has uh, you know like giants participating in it and including not just you know local people but people who internationally like you know vodafone or whoever it is who wanted to invest in india and you know that that pushed the government to deregulate and and also put these things together be it uh, a regulator or a you know a kind of an adjudicator as well so given that we have any hardly any you know fdi into the space sector that is directly flowing in uh, so no real foreign interest in all of uh, this and that the players that are you know playing in the private sector is also typically very small startups or you know people who have no real uh, you know greater voice in in the ability to reach uh, governments at uh, policy making level do you think you know the progress in setting up any kind of these kinds of reforms you know will take a back seat based on all of this yes i think if you have more big players say a reliance or a mahindra or uh, who who are interested in coming into this sector that will definitely give it a, a good because obviously the reach reach towards the government uh, increases and if there are there is more money riding and if people put them out there the money is is you you will actually see reforms which would actually i think in 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 my understanding it will give a good push for the smaller players in this sector as well having said that it's it's kind of a chicken and egg problem because if you enable them there'll be investors who will inv- who would want to invest in smaller companies as well as there'll be big players who would want to come and do it on their own as well right but if you don't build a system where there's policy certainty and with where there's some kind of stability in the sector at least from the government and uh, government intervention angle you will probably not see them so this will happen parallelly as more people come in there will be more pressure on the government to actually ease up things and build out scenario where where regulation and the governance is easy and pro private private parties as well as if the government takes an initiative and do, does this i think the sense that this is a fairly big industry and fairly big chunk of the market is left to be captured is starting to build in and as that comes in you you'll have more investors and you will have more people coming in into this into the sector so for the creation of uh, you know sri and uh, stsat and so on is this done through you know legislative uh, policy making uh, where a special law has to be brought out to to create them or how does it work yes uh, so for the sri and stsat you will require a, require a legislative action so a, a space policy bill which would set in how these agencies and how these organizations are set up and then these organizations can take it further from there where we where they can define sub legislation and how the governance and regulation of different space activities takes place right so you talked about already stsat and its composition and you know how it will work and so on and uh, sri of course is uh, i guess it will be a totally different one and uh, you would want to have a mix of uh, you know technical and legal experts there right correct correct basically uh, technical people legal people who understand how the industry works and who understand how the legal aspects of it work in the sense because we are actually signatories of the outer space treaty and the subsequent four, four treaties that we have signed as well as a member of the un committee on the peaceful use of outer space so we need to be cognizant of the international laws and respect them as 
and build sovereign laws which can actually govern the actions of individuals as well as companies in india right so let's take a few examples of uh, you know companies and then talk about uh, you know future potential scenarios uh, there are of sure. course you know coming from the upstream of stuff uh, you know people who are planning to build uh, launch vehicles at least two of them have been funded quite mm-hmm. well recently um, yeah. so you know what would be like the role of srai uh, in in all of them and you know how would they benefit by changes in this uh, policy landscape so currently they have to compete with the selvis and the other government space agencies as well as the private space agencies from around the world so what would happen then is they they'll know that this is the agency that they have to go to which would be responsible to give them these 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 checks you need to do to, from safety to environmental to financial responsibility even this time and this will be and we'll give you a license within a time bound manner and then you can obviously go and uh, launch or launch a vehicle from an indian spaceport or wherever you want so it will become a much more streamlined process where people know from the website of regulator that these 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 things that i need to follow this is the point at the point of launching okay so one thing that i should clarify here is all the governance and the licensing takes place at the time of launch or before that not when you build something at your home um, if you make a rocket at your home and keep it at your home uh, the government has no business troubling you and telling you you cannot do this once you go and take a rocket to say to a launch pad then there are certain requirements that you need to follow and so that you can launch from it from a launch pad right so it will become a much more streamlined process so that uh, people know what to do when to do and and what are the requirements to achieve these achieve a license and and the regulator should be responsible to build an environment where uh, private players are actually encouraged to launch from india the regulations are such that it's they are not prohibitive or restrictive in fact they are promotion promotional of the private sector involvement right and uh, it's the same for somebody who is building satellites i suppose you know there's many rules on uh, you know how do you get frequencies uh, allocated how do you export a particular satellite or you know how do you export it to another country to launch from another country all of that is kind of unclear at the moment yes uh, so yeah that's what i've tried to say that define what are the agencies who will do that and who who are the teams that you need to contact how do you need to do that these are the things that these organizations srai needs to define once it is set up so a legislative action would only take care of the setting up of these bodies and then this organization would be responsible for setting out exact and detailed guidelines for different players as on how to achieve uh, achieve a license and how to go about their business and what kind of government involvement they would require so that they stay within the law essentially the difference from uh, you know what uh, you have put out as a draft against uh, you know what isro has put out as a, a draft is that the isro's draft is only governing the 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 private sector or the emerging private sector and and your draft is more so looking at a comprehensive overview where isro it's is also coming under the purview of it so one of the problems which we saw with the draft policy was Uh, it was a one size fits all approach where you say everybody would come under the same same regulation or same government scrutiny but that is not required and that's not called for because the risk involved in every space activity is different right so we need to go into much more granular levels 
where we can say that somebody who uses mark commercially or freely available data from the bhuvan app or from the remote sensing apps and adds value to them is is not supposed to be under government regulation versus somebody who provides a launch vehicle who would be required to to undergo certain regulation there is safety and financial risk involved there right so we need to understand that governance should take place at the right time and in the right measure so that uh, people are not prohibited from their actions as well as the country and state can and safeguard its interests and its uh, obligations as well for example another example say if you have a private player coming in who wants to who have a manned space satellite sometime later in the future that player would have to go comparatively greater scrutiny because human life is involved so that risk factor is is a major uh, determinant of how much its governance is required uh, for that space activity so we need to define that much more closely and much more uh, comprehensively that's what we have tried to do have you uh, had a sense of uh, what changes could have been done to the isro version of the draft because uh, you know they did uh, ask for any comments and i'm not sure what uh, you know is going on with the changes or if it's uh, completely stalled the efforts do you get a sense so, of uh, so we are actually in the process of drafting a whole new bill from the policy as well as taking some consultations from people in this field uh, a whole new uh, draft bill which can be used as it is instead of providing uh, comments on that which can also be done but we'll see where that goes okay and uh, this is an independent effort that will be based on uh, you know the the policy proposal that you have put together already yeah it's it's uh, but yeah so we are still in the process of doing that and then we do that we would want comments and suggestions from the new space india group as well okay that's uh, that's an interesting thing to put out i guess because i don't think there was any other uh, proposals independently put out to Uh, you know not just the new space but you know essentially all the space activities together what i have seen so far is uh, you know individual industry groups either in the you know geospatial industry or some other uh, particular part of the industry in broadcasting or something like that you know put out uh, you know recommendations only specific to their industry but nothing overarching in space so yeah so that's actually the uh, intent behind this it's it's have it's to be broad based in the sense that we kind of understand and we do not have a separate regime for every part of the value chain we do not have a sapcom policy we do not have a, a remote sensing policy and we do not have an, another policy for launch vehicles instead we have a broad based framework which talks about all the players in the value chain as well as is is granular enough to understand the nuances and difference between these and suggest governance mechanisms for each of these is activities so a policy framework is a non binding legal document right so this is is an expression of intent of what we try to do a bill is something which is actually implementable and which will actually take govern activities once once it is implemented and once it's passed by the parliament so that's the next step from this right uh, did you have any you know templates uh, or uh, you know countries that you saw as uh, extremely good in terms of the the way uh, you know regulatory authority and uh, uh, adjudication kind of authorities are set into play uh, to be you know kind of uh, copied with india for example 
And New Zealand has come up with a fairly liberal space space regime where they are they are allowing uh, launch vehicles, promoting launch vehicles is from different countries from New, uh, from the New Zealand soil. Then there are regimes like like the United United States where where it's fairly developed and there are fairly independent agencies. But here also there are some problems which we saw and which we heard was that in the U.S. people are uh, troubled because there are too many agencies. They have to go to, and they want most players want a single window clearance. So that is something which is a lesson for us, and which we have tried to say that at SRAI would have teams which which would be responsible for liaising with different people, and which would be responsible for giving a single window clearance to a player which comes to it for a license or for registration. Then uh, UK UK as I think has gone in a similar direction where they have instituted a regulatory agency. I guess you know the, when you look at this from uh, you know startup or even a you know normal bigger company's perspective, uh, there is a few things that uh, come as an interplay between different government organizations. So, for example, you know uh, right now there is a need for uh, DOT, the Department of Telecommunications, to get involved while frequency allocation, mm-hmm. while you know somebody who is dealing with explosives in rockets uh, some some other department is coming under purview so sri should also be uh, an overarching umbrella that hosts all of these uh, departments right yes so there are multiple ways of going about this so either you have uh, representatives from different government bodies and agencies as part of the sri or you have the team lies with different people in the different responsible agencies however if we want to build something from a startup's perspective i think i would want something which is a single window clearance and my point of contact being sri and sri actually liaising with different players and helping me without helping me with the final steps that are needed to be taken that's what i think should should work in a way that is conducive for the private players of course you know there is uh, many other things that uh, one could think about in supporting uh, you know like startups or uh, others in the sector it could be you know creating challenge based uh, models it could be in uh, having specific uh, you know funding instruments uh, for different uh, use cases and so on uh, you know how would that uh, be accommodated in all of this uh, in 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 all of this exercise correct funding needs to take place and more investment needs to take place from private investors as well as there needs to be some financial allocations from the government agencies and from the government as well so what we have talked about in here is is something which india could do well or isro could do well to incorporate is is something like nasa small business innovation research funds or sttr small business technology transfer funds wherein they say that we invite certain startups we invite eight research research grants on these particular topics if you meet our requirements we'll provide you money for prototyping for manufacturing and for going to business then there are there are things that the government can do in terms of tax benefits and tax breaks uh, build special economic zones have clusters like the kerala space park where you have players coming in you have scientists you have researchers you have uh, entrepreneurs you have venture capitalists you have lawyers probably policy people who come in and and work out of a certain area and build a cluster so that, that all these things happen simultaneously and 
and cohesively to build the industry as a whole do you see this uh, happening in uh, realistically in kind of what uh, timeline in your personal opinion you know uh, when do you see at the present moment given the situation we are in uh, you know what would be your fair estimate that uh, we could have somethings like this uh, set up in india when it comes to uh, secs or of space clusters that is something which i think is happening and which we can achieve in in a fairly short time say five next five to 10 years that is something which i'm fairly positive about because we have had secs and these are models that have taken place in india for some time now and we have some sense of how this works policy change i think would require uh, a sustained effort from the industry from the people involved earlier in the space sector to actually bring about to actually make the government realize that there is there is a definite need for this to happen and to that's how people will will stay in india and you need to show a trend that people are willing to or are having to go outside of india because they are not able to function in the country that i think will take some time maybe 5 to 10 years yeah uh, and i hope you know we, i hope it doesn't come to that because uh, you know essentially then we will be losing out so many uh, initial you know players that are, i guess you know that's the natural way of things to have to happen right because essentially you know somebody some things lose out and then people say okay we are now losing opportunities and we have to open up the sector and that's how you need to kind of create success stories and only based on the top of that will you see regulatory you know changes i suppose right correct i think it's 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 fairly important for the the startups that we have uh, the next 5 to 10 years can be game changing or game breaking and we need to see change the significant will and i think there's significant incentive to, for them for the government machinery to work in their favor so yeah you know in summary like how how can people participate in uh, in your own of in your effort uh because i think it's interesting what you guys are trying to do uh how can you know just people who are following uh, you know like the new space india community or you know generally interested in the space sector how would you suggest that they contribute to this uh, effort that you're undertaking oh yeah so multiple ways so uh, i i have been and i will be sharing uh, the space policy document that we have created as well as the bill that we plan to create uh, on the space policy groups as well as they can contact me on on my email id which is utkarsh@takshashila.org.in and then we would be soliciting comments and suggestions so that at at least so what we wish to do is is we need to have a consensus within the industry that okay so this is what we want and this is the level of government involvement that is in that is something which we cannot avoid and this is the best way to go about it and then we can raise it as a single voice to the government and so that this can actually see the light of the day so utkarsh thank you very much for coming on the show it was uh, really nice uh, having you you know as a guest and uh, good luck with your efforts with the space policy proposal and also now you know the draft legislation that you guys are putting together um, it's uh, really amazing to be you know working with you guys and uh, you know i look forward to making more progress Thank you so much, Narayan, for having me. It was my pleasure. I really appreciate the community that you have, vibrant community that you have created, and I learned a lot from it. Thank you for having me.